1: Welcome to a playoff edition of Free Press Sports with Carl and Sean, an NFL playoff edition, a home game at Ford Field playoff edition. I, I still couldn't get my head around that all night all <laughs> night long, Carlos. The fact that there was a, right over our shoulder, a playoff game in January at this stadium for the first time in its history and for the first time in the franchise's history in what, 32 years? Yeah. Yep. Yeah, uh,
0: it was incredible. I mean, I, you know what? I, I, it, it, when the one thing with the Lions, and I kind of disagree with that a little bit, Sean, because they've been playing in prime time. They've been playing and kind of meaningful games down the stretch. So this was a different atmosphere. It was ramped up, but they, they're also they, they're a team that's built kind of for prime time. They embrace it. So this was a cool atmosphere, but it wasn't anything new or too shocking or different for them.
1: Well, I mean, they said it was a. A little bit. They had never experienced anything. Well, a lot of the guys, I, not a lot, but a few of them talked about how they – had never experienced anything quite like this. I'm just yeah. talking about the region and, and the city and and, yeah. the, oh, and yeah. these fans. I yeah. mean, it had been it, it just felt different, right? I mean, you and I, we, we were looking around on, okay, it looks familiar. We come here eight Sundays, sometimes nine Sundays a mm-hmm. fall, right? In yeah. Preseason, a couple of more. So you're looking around, it, it all seems like it's part of our normal life every fall, but yet somehow it felt different. Yeah, it did. I mean, I, I think that, um, you know,
0: as you saw toward the end of last Season right. I mean, to me, I was in that game that that game in Green Bay at the end, uh, the, where they could have maybe gone to the playoffs if things had broken their way, but they beat the Packers, sent Aaron Rodgers off a loser. That was a primetime game. Um, it, that was a really you know electric atmosphere. It wasn't a Field, obviously, but you can sense you could sense the moment that it was big for the Lions and they stepped up as they've been doing. You were in Kansas City, you know that was a huge moment for them. I think they've mm-hmm. been building toward this, and it's really helped them. I mean, they're they're just ready for it. It was a fun. and Environment the noise, the loudness eminem it was just everybody everybody was primed for this, and they were this is as loud as i've ever heard forfield Have you
1: heard it any louder or as loud no i've never heard that, and there were several players that said uh, they'd never heard anything like that our, our colleague Dave Burkett, was talking to a couple of L.A. writers who've been to, uh, you know, long-time L.A. writers who have been to several, well, not, not more than several. I mean, Super Bowl been, at been, home. Yeah, I mean the playoff games, lost during their career, and they said they've never been to a football game that sounded like that before. Yeah. And now part of it is because it's a dome, right? I mean, so that, that gives you an advantage, mm-hmm. but also part of it is just all this pent-up love that's, you know, mixed with frustration and disappointment that yeah. just turned into passion. Right, yeah. it's turned into. Yeah, Alexander has only alone, excuse me, the linebacker in the locker room after the game I was talking about. He he knew there was a disgruntled fan base here, but he also knows. That that disgruntlement meant that's not really a word, but that disgruntled quality was because there's so much love and, and, and they care so much. Here. Right. You don't you don't get disgruntled unless you care. Right. Absolutely. Uh, otherwise, you're indifferent.
0: Yeah. And, you know, um, Sean McVay said afterward and, you know, that this is a great football city and he was happy, you know, that he understands, what, you know, that what what this team means to the city and all that. It's a great football town. And, um, and, and you know what? I mean, I spent a few days out in L.A., and I grew up in L.A. and I'm sorry, but it's always been kind of a very blase fan base. The, the two teams they care about are the Dodgers and the Lakers. Mm-hmm. They show up for that, but they didn't have the media presence. They didn't have the interest. Um, Stafford even said that at one point they had to go to silent counts at home when San Francisco comes in town. And, when a, you know, big team, that they, they travel well. Um, they just don't have that following. And this is this is rabid. I mean, and you know, I mean, when we were out there, <laughs> when we were out there two years ago, right at SoFi, mm-hmm. the fans, you know, that was kind of a big game because Jared Goff was coming back, and the fans weren't
1: crazed or anything. No. It just seemed
0: like a yeah, well, you man. you and I,
1: you and I were out there in what early November, and the Lions fans took the state Chargers so f- game, yeah. For the Chargers, yeah, took, took, the, took the stadium over. All right, uh, I, I want to talk about your, your your guy, Jared Goff. But before we do, because there's a, a, a few things to unpack with him tonight and his night and then his postgame press conference. But can we just say, start off the top, that, yeah, the, the offense was great in the first half, 21 points. But the defense ended up winning this team the game. They held, they, they held the Rams to six points in the second half. They had three red zone stops that were not stops, but they held them the field goals three times whenever down in the red zone. That was critical. Mm-hmm. I mean, they, they scored what 23 points. So that's, that's how you got to win in the playoffs. you got to at some point get stops. They got them in the second half. And uh, wow. That, I mean, I, you, we didn't see that coming after the way the Rams were carving them up early. Yeah. I think that,
0: it, I mean, definitely, you know, give them some credit for that. It, it looked like I was going to head to a shootout in the first half. And, you know, they, they, they stanched the bleeding for a little bit. Um, and, You know, they did what they needed to do, and and it it helped that, you know, the Rams started getting banged up, right? I mean, uh, Puka Nakua got – I think he was in concussion protocol for a little bit. Their running back, uh, really great running back, um, Kyron Williams – went out i think with a hand injury stafford hurt his hand and he had, was in concussion protocol like there was a lot of little things that were hitting, hurting them um but the lions did they were they kept blitzing they kept bringing enough pressure to stafford to hurry him up at least if they weren't getting the outright sack uh they were they were kind of affecting him a little bit and i think when the team's a little bit banged up you know cooper cup just wasn't himself. I think he was dealing with um, one or two injuries. I I forget what it was um, coming in, but he wasn't doing great to begin with. Super Bowl MVP a couple of years ago. Uh, So that kind of hurt them a little bit. But they did what they needed to do and they played well enough to win. What do they always say in defense? If we win by a point, it's a good game. So I think they're probably happy with that, but they need to probably find something else, tighten it up a little bit more and not, not get into a shit out so early. Cause some of the other teams that they're going to face, they're going to be better defenses. The, the Lions probably aren't going to be able to, you know, run on them or run the ball down the throats as much as they did in this game. They had a really good performance by Jimmy Gibbs. Um, so they're going to have to sort of put up a little bit more
1: as they play a little better teams in the next few weeks. Yeah, I'm not sure that who it's either going to be Tampa or Philadelphia. I'm not sure either one of those teams are better than the Rams, to be honest. At least not if you look at the last eight games. The Rams are playing, I mean, especially the way Philly's played. And we'll, we'll talk about more of that later in the week. We can talk about the matchup and so forth when we find out who that is because they play Monday, the mm-hmm. the, the Philly-Tampa. But I, I actually think the Rams are pretty explosive, and it, it was – I mean you can talk about getting nicked up a little bit, but but Cam Sutton, CJ Gardner Johnson, Alex Anceloni, even a little bit. He hurt his shoulder, he came back. They made some plays down the stretch. I mean, individual yeah. Yeah. plays. Hutchinson was kind of trying to harass Stafford all night, but he just didn't get much help, right? Right. They did a pretty good job of shutting down run, but they just they made a couple timely plays. And Campbell talked about uh what did he, what was the line he had about how they were scarred to perfection and they've been through some <laughs> things. And he and he believes in that and it kinda yeah. and that kind of it kind of came out of the the end of the game that's how you have to win these games so many of them they're not gonna be like the green bay dallas game right most most playoff games are right. not like that that's right. the anomaly right what we saw here tonight this is how you have to win a playoff game how many super bowls did brady win i'm not saying they're gonna go win the super bowl just yet but how many brady teams how many super bowl wins did brady win and the patriots win where they won game after game after game that looked just like this where they made a play down the stretch and yeah. then they were on they rarely yeah. blew teams out yeah I mean and that's the dynasty it's just not how the league works and they had they had the one uh, late right when they got that first down
0: and I think there was less than two minutes left, and the Rams were down to one um, timeout. And you knew if they got that first down, that was it. And mm-hmm. when they got it, the crowd went crazy because they knew like that was the play mm-hmm. you got. And there were several big plays that the Lions made. The, the Rams made enough plays too. Stafford had some nice throws, fifty-yard bomb, all that he stuff. Did. And Nakua was a was a monster. Niku was great. Um, maybe had the best game on the field, but it was it was impressive. I mean, you know, it was, a, it was kind of a fun. I, I kind of like offensive shootouts. Mm -hmm. I'm not a Lions fan, so I don't really have a rooting interest, but it was kind of fun to see them going back and forth. Just guys, you know, uh, throwing, throwing, you know, Hagler Hearns, right. Just throwing haymakers and going at it, not backing down. Uh, And then it tightened up in the second half. So, um, but yeah, I mean, they, they, as you said with Brady, I mean, the, the teams that, advance in the playoffs make one more play at the right time it's so true and that's what they did with i think it was a pass to so i'm on
1: right side. So you're talking about the game the, the, same the, round the plays? Up. yeah the first yeah, down so was it was so was a stop they got they forced a stop and uh there was a was a, was it a sack on stafford or was a a holding call maybe that put them back yeah it was mm-hmm. a holding call holding call because it was going to leave fourth and 6 and they took the holding call and moved him back to third and and you wonder if they should take yeah no i was think, i was it. thinking is that that's that's tough because you move to three third down you have longer to gain but you get two shots at it as opposed to one it ended up working out so that was a critical stop then they get the ball and um, the first first down they pick up is a little swing past the montgomery and i want to say that was on first down Maybe it was second out. I can't remember. Montgomery gets a swing pass out on the edge and jukes his defender. Remember? And then mm-hmm. kind of bowls up the sideline. Just a few yards. Just a few yards and, and moves the chains. Mm-hmm. That takes us past the two-minute warning. Yeah. You could feel the, the crowd starting to build at that point. They, could, they were sensing that after a struggle, quarter and a half at least, of struggle offensively. All right are the plays coming now to seal this up that was the first one and then the second one they were i think they ran on the next first down they ran i got a yard maybe on second and nine campbell being the aggressive coach that he is you know they could have johnson thank johnson they, they could have um well campbell's got to okay that they could have run the ball there right <laughs> right and, and just used up more clock or forced him to take the last time <laughs> but they uh they threw it yep. they threw a second and um uh, second and nine. And that was, uh, the, I think Jared Goff described it as this. It's, uh, same Brown. He's in the slot. He's got to go beat the nickel corner. And, uh, it's, he said, beat your man find some space, get yeah. open and pitch and yeah. catch. And that's what they did. They yeah. made that play now over and over and over and over. And that sealed the game. Golf said he didn't even realize in that moment that that won in the game or he would have reacted even more crazily. Yeah. But, uh, <laughs> but then he, but then he saw the personnel then the, to come out to kneel, the victory formation personnel. Yeah. Down, and then that's uh, when he realized.
0: Yeah. Yeah. It was, it was a cool moment. I mean, the fans got to celebrate for, you know, a little bit more than a minute. Uh, minute and a half, whatever it might have been, um, because they were in the victory formation. And the, so the fans got a nice little, you know, cheer and send them off and get crazy and everything at the end. They got to really celebrate. It wasn't in doubt for the last, uh, you know, whatever, a couple of minutes of real time. So it was a nice moment
1: for the fans to have. It was. Well, we're, let's talk about Jared Goff. But before that, let's take a break. Got a few bills to pay. Carlson, catch catches breath. And uh, I probably ought to get something to drink. But it will be—we'll be right back with uh, more free press sports with Carlos and Sean. And let's talk about this quarterback that was getting serenaded out here all night long.
0: Just going to run this dog to see if we can find any type of uh, human remains that are left. Listen to Where Secrets Go to Die, The Disappearance of Derek Hennigan. From the Detroit Free Press, a new podcast set in the woods of Michigan's
1: Upper Peninsula. Available on Apple, Spotify, Freep.com, or wherever you get your podcasts. Welcome back to Free Press Sports with Carl Show, Jared Goff. I mean, in some ways, he, look—he's played in the Super Bowl, but emotionally, in some ways, this is the night of his life. And and by the way, when when they when they first started chanting his name, when they came out on warmups, and Stafford was out there too, and that was very pointed. The reason they mm-hmm. were chanting him, right? Yeah. And I leaned over and I said, "I bet he's never heard anything like that in his life." <laughs> and sure enough, after the game, he's like, "I've never experienced anything like that in my life." And why would you? This this isn't Chicago Stadium serenaded Michael Jordan after his third championship. Yeah. This is this is. Jared Goff. No, no I don't mean any disrespect oh. by that at all. But but just all of a sudden the relationship this quarterback has with this town and this fan base, it's uh it was interesting tonight. What what well, you make
0: of it? Well Uh, I I give the fans a lot of credit because I think they understood that Jared Goff needed this a little attaboy shot in the arm and I don't think they're going to do it again as it was it was this was Jared Goff versus Stafford and when Stafford came out they boot him Um, they boot him at the coin toss they boot him in the you know the first uh, offensive series that they had in fact he had to like step back and use hand signals because it was so loud and I think the fans you know they had the jerseys that they had his name crossed out on the number nine jerseys from that had you know they were leftovers I think people were we're like this is our quarterback now. we have to support him and there's a the whole thing right? If you you know that the bar was banning people from <laughs> right. Stafford jerseys uh-huh. and I think it's I think it's right, it's time. It's been time for that to be over for that era to be dead and buried and golf, frankly, you know, he's got some demons of his past with Sean McVay and the way he was treated. So I think it was great for the fans. You know, the, they were chanting, Goff, Jared Goff, Jared golf. They kept going on. And it was great. It was cool to hear. I've never heard that before. And like I said, we probably won't again. Cause he I don't think he needs it again. So that was really nice. A nice way to support the guy who is your quarterback, not the guy who used to be your quarterback and by the way won you nothing so great for Jared Goff you know he's earned it he's at a rocky road and he played really really well today I mean he made one kind of weird little play with the pitch back that you know he should, put, should have just fallen the ball it only cost him five yards as Dave Brickett kind of
1: explained <laughs> weirdly he still. picked up a
0: first down on that series yeah, they, they still right. come back and yeah. got a first down but it was like yeah he played a very good game and uh, you know it, hats off to him and that's only going to give him more
1: confidence right no for sure and and the, his probably private- most memorable chant of the night was when, you know, two thirds of the crowd was gone and he was doing interviews and shaking hands and talking to people and having a conversation the field post game and then maybe just some interviews, whatever. And when he finally ran off the field and the, by the time he got over the corner, there were flanks of people of fans over there and he... He, um, this was a good bit after the game. Is it seven, uh, maybe 10 minutes? I mean, is this why you missed deadline? Because you were watching? No, I, no, I I just, I looked up as I was writing. I I didn't miss deadline. I looked up as I was writing that. And uh, they started chanting his name there. And in some ways, it was, it wasn't quite as, it was every bit as loud. And and so, Stafford was long gone at this point, right? So there it is one more time. No, I think they appreciate what he's been through a little bit and, and and frankly, the level of play. And Dan Campbell talked about it after the game yeah. that he's been even more locked in the last six weeks. He is, uh look, he's got great, great offensive skill players around him and one of the best two, three lines in football. But let's not take away the fact that he's 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 balling.
0: Yeah, I mean, he really is. Yeah. Yeah. yeah, he's playing he's playing great within the system that Ben Johnson has <laughs> devised for him, you know, and he doesn't ask him to do more than he needs to and I mean let's just be real Stafford is a better quarterback you know there's just everything about him the arm the the sense in the pocket be able to escape to throw on the run still have zip you know the sidearm throws all this different stuff I mean he's he's a better quarterback but Goff is the the quarterback that the Lions need right now, that Ben Johnson knows how to use right now. Um, you know, and we saw, I mean, Stafford had different coordinators, different head coaches, and whatever. It didn't work for some reason. It worked with Sean McVay finally, and they obviously had a better, well, he had a better their, team. Yeah, but they still, but but th- but Goff is doing what he needs to do, and I don't think anybody really is delusional and thinking this guy's a Hall of Famer, this guy's whatever. You know, he's a he's a good enough quarterback, a pro bowl level quarterback. Um, so this is this is great. And this is hopefully you never know. I mean, the game's an emotional game. Maybe this is something that spurs him on like, wow, this is the first moment. And I know he feels appreciated, but this is this was a different level of appreciation. And I think it really had to mean a lot to like, hey, I want a playoff game. I never I didn't need Sean McVay to help me win it. I didn't need Aaron Donald to help me win it. You know, he did a lot for this team to win that game. And, you know, I've always said this before. I mean, when, when during the Stafford years, I thought sometimes you don't need the hero quarterback and sometimes if you demand too much if he's the guy that everything runs through you know you're you're some, you're going to live and die with that right whereas if you have a better team overall and right now their defense is not what obviously they would want it to be but the offense is very complete very complementary you know run game tight end receivers offensive everything it works really well together and a great offensive play caller so uh it's it's working great right now but for Goff this was his moment. I, he'll never he'll he'll go
1: to his grave probably remembering this game. No, for sure. He, I mean, think about it. he played for the LA Rams, right? You established earlier. That's not the same fan ball base. He played college ball at I want to say Cal. Cal. That's not what like do you playing. You want to say Cal? That's not oh, like Jerry. playing at Ohio State, you know, or LSU, or Bears, or Alabama. It's just not. It's just not Jerry. the same. It's not the same, and that, and that's okay. It's fine. They, they don't need to be like that out in Northern California or even Southern California. There's a lot of other living out there that uh, they, they can be had. You know what I mean? Yeah. So uh, although USC had a great program and whatever, but it's just it's just it's just not the same yeah. in terms of the the emotional connection yeah. Yeah, sure. and the, the, the legacy, the no generation problem. after generation after generation. You know, we were talking earlier about because Michigan obviously just won the national titles five, six days ago, and that meant a lot to an awful lot of people. And I'm not trying to diminish that at all. But what we saw here tonight, what we felt here tonight, the cameras showing a lot of older men, grown men, crying around the stadium when they won. It's funny; I had a call from my my youngest son, um, who said that he watched with 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 a friend of his or his girlfriend actually, and they he was getting tears down 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 his eyes. There's something about look wherever you go to school, it means a lot. It's your alma mater. You pick it, you choose, you learn, and you carry those memories for a lifetime. But it's not the same as childhood. These fans, most of these people fell in love with this team because their parents did. Right now, some come or their grandparents. And that's the thing, it's passed on and on and on. And that's just, it just goes deeper. And then you combine it with what's this region, the way people think about this region outside of this region, so to speak, the way they think of this city, Mm -hmm. the chip on the shoulder. All that plays into all the losing to a a fairly significant moment, psychological, emotional, joyful moment here tonight that you don't see very often in sports. You you don't. And I think, you know, as I
0: can tell you, I mean, when I was out there with the Rams and I couldn't believe how little media interest there was i mean i I was looking around like when is everybody else coming you know i mean it was like well they just, they know that it's just, it just doesn't, the Rams just don't resonate. They're two years removed from a Super Bowl, and they just don't resonate. I mean, it's, it's Dodgers and Lakers, you know, that's what it is. Uh, maybe galaxy soccer after that, maybe, uh, you know, uh, boxing, I don't know, Canelo when he fights, but it's, it's just weird. It's like a a, a weird, there's a transience, you know, to LA and mm-hmm. all everything. So there's a whole different vibe, but they don't, you know, I I, I guarantee you that the, the, the players, I mean, even, you know, Puka Nakua, we talked, I talked to him in the locker room where, you know, it was a huddle and everything, a scrum and and they, he was asked, what was the environment like? Was it, you know, they were booing you guys or whatever? He goes, no, it's great. He goes, that's what you want. And he doesn't, they don't get that at SoFi Stadium. They That emotion, they they really miss that. Players feed off of that. And most of these players who come here have played at big time college programs that draw tons of fans every week. Mm-hmm. Um, and so they're used to that, right? I mean, Michigan Stadium is bigger than Ford and Oh, yeah, you know, so so they miss that energy, but not louder. Not louder, true. But and but that's but that's the thing is like they, they they appreciate that. The fanaticism, the energy, the emotion. So it was cool. I think they could even appreciate it. But you know, Stafford probably in an honest moment would probably admit that I missed the fans here oh, because yeah? they were so passionate, like you said, you know, it's only when
1: you care that you're disgruntled or you're hurt. Uh, how often do you see how often do you see, how often in, in the NFL games can you take the camera and pan around the stadium at the end of a Wild card, game Wild card game, and see tears coming down the faces. <laughs> no, that that tells you.
0: the Cleveland they're, and and yeah, right. And the uh, Lions. That, that's it. I mean, yeah. it's it's the the, the the
1: context is it's because of the context of yes. all of this, yes. and it, it just first win in thirty two years. I mean, that Playoff is win in ab- years. absolutely, and it's just and it's just deep for a lot of reasons. And yeah. it was fun to be able to witness this. To be honest, it was with you. cool. It was and awesome. I and mean, you can probably hear my voice a little bit, but I did, I didn't want to miss this. I didn't, plus I wanted to sit there with my my buddy but uh you know we As, we want to witness history together it was cool i mean this is one of the times that i, I said
0: this you know that i i would definitely watch this game if i had nothing to do with detroit you know or the or la i'd watch this game it'd be fun for all the storylines and everything mm-hmm. um but definitely being here and covering this team for so long you know that all the pain all the heartache meeting Meeting players from the 1957 team, what they went through, talking to Bobby Lane's son about the curse. Talk, I mean, all the flipping stories I've done in the whatever right. 20 years, you know, about the Lions and mostly their misery. You know, talking to Calvin Johnson and Barry Sanders about what well, you know what could have been and what didn't happen. You know, this goes a long way to finally, like, maybe there's a little bit.
1: We're seeing the, the tunnel, you know, the light at the end of the tunnel. This is maybe the beginning of a new era. Yeah, maybe this is just going to be about building of a, a franchise and a program and a team with a coaching staff. Okay, so maybe they don't get all the way this year. You know, the odds are they probably won't. But they may, maybe they win next weekend. Maybe they lose in San Francisco the weekend after, whatever. I don't want to get too far no Dallas, ahead. No Dallas. No Dallas, way. right. But but, but so, yeah. you are like, okay, you made a run. You got better. Then you, the next year, try to take the next step. But it's without all that other history, Right. right. You, you get out from under that and then, OK, right. well, hey, our next goal is to, 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 to get to the Super Bowl, whatever. So I think I think we got some stuff out of the way as a, as a region tonight. You know, it was a bit of a, yeah. a bit of an exorcism. Yes, absolutely. You know, we burned some sage. Didn't we? <laughs> <laughs> I think you burned something else than that. But OK. Um,
0: yeah. You know, and here's the thing is the Lions. um, You know, they did a video last week, I think, you know, when they were playing the the season finale and they showed a video of Dan Campbell talking to the players at the beginning of the season, saying, look in the back on the back of their meeting room, how many years it's been since their last playoff game. Mm-hmm. How many years since their last division title? How many years since their last championship? You know, he wants the players to be aware of that. But and so it's nice for them to be able to now moving forward. They're going to be able to say we have a division. We won a division title last year and we won our first we won a playoff game. We're playoff winners, division champions. You know, like that now becomes part of the new narrative. And absolutely. Even if they lose Ben Johnson, which they're going to lose them. And that's going to be a huge loss. It's going to be one of the most trying testing parts of Dan Campbell's, you know, tenure, but with Campbell and with Brad Holmes, you know, and with some of the other people in the personnel department and executive branches and, and, the, Gong, offensive line. and the offensive line and Tom and Ross for <laughs> all these things, they have a lot of pieces, you know, they need to work on that defense. Um, I don't know about the defense coordinator or whatever. We'll see, but, but they need, they, no team is perfect, right? They need help. But this is the beginning of something that you have to like it's, and they can now call themselves, you know, we don't have to talk about 1957 as much. We don't have to talk about you know 1991 or whatever right. it is. Now you can talk about. Look at that. Look at that banner over there. You know
1: how much right. See that playoff game? We beat Stafford. And Zolny said was talking about this after the game. He said it's pretty cool to be part of the team that changed it, yep. that stopped the streak gotcha. and started a new one. And, and he, he was aware of that. You know, and and uh, Campbell pointed out to them. But and I and I asked Canceloni. I said, "Did you have any idea this this fan base, this region, the relationship with this franchise to this community, what it was like?" And he said, "Yeah, a little bit." He said, "You you you kind of understand just playing around and talking to people. You that that there's." something that's uh, a little different in Detroit, you know, you, you, and you don't fully know about it until you move here, Yeah, yeah. but you, but you get a sense of it that it's yeah. just a little different <laughs> and that sports are kind of a big deal here. Yeah. It's maybe not as famous as the way Philly is Philly fans and so forth, yeah. so on and so right. forth. They're just angry. And- yeah. But this is, this is obviously one of the, one of the great handful of sports towns in the country and tonight is a prime example of why. I want to ask. I want
0: to ask Taylor Decker one of these days why the locker room was pretty, you know, jubilant. I would say they were, you know, you could. It was. It was. They're always jubilant after a win, but you could see it a little bit more hyped. Everybody was a little happier, whatever. Um, skim, skipper Dan Skipper was calling, you know, Taylor Decker a really handsome man right before he did his interview. <laughs> I like to talk to Decker because um, I have to ask him this, but he always says how like, well, sometimes this is all the people have. You know, they have to go to work, and and you know, maybe you don't like your job, and it's a hard job, like like everybody's digging ditches in Detroit. No, you but, know, a, like. but a lot of people are doing a tough <laughs> tough work. They do, but now with the ticket prices, I don't know if you're going to get a lot of tough people no, who don't no, but digging a, ditches. But a lot of these
1: folks do tough work and they save up for this, and it's a lifetime. You yeah, there's a lot of people who have good money too to to buy. These no, tickets. for sure. No, well, no question. It's a mix of things. But it's but
0: a, it is a it is a hard scrabble town for sure. In and a lot of ways. If, yeah. Even if you're a white collar person, whatever you, you you don't have you have somebody who has blue collar job pretty near and close to you and your family um and it was it was uh it was nice for anseling to acknowledge that and it's good for the team to understand i think the the whole you know working class thing gets played up but just a little too much sometimes but the truth is that there has been this is this is a team that you know endures through the generations and that's why guys were crying people were crying and they're so passionate you know and this is one of the most uh, you know, I've been to different games and we've been to different, you know, cities and whatever and Pittsburgh's and New Orleans and whatever, you know, New England. And this is as crazy as an atmosphere is, you know, pumped as an atmosphere has ever seen. And no
1: question. It's been like 30
0: electric, 30 years of, you know, you know, frustration finally boiling out. It was it was a, a nice moment for everybody. No
1: question. We've always talked about what it would be like, you know, and for those who can remember the. The home playoff, the last one was over the Cowboys and I want to say, 91 at the Silver Dome, and that was crazy. I, I was at the – not the bad boys. Actually, it was one of those finals games, but I was the one that on to work. I was there for that whole playoff run. I was there for most of the Wings runs, not the 97, 98, but the, the two or three, the two after that, I can't remember. And the, and the Joe was great. The Palace was crazy. The, the noise was great. But the larger context wasn't there because those teams had – had, I mean, well, the Wings, when they won in no, 97, completely different. The, but when I was there, they'd won in 97 and 98. They already won. The 97 yeah. one was, now that was a big deal. That was a little bit similar. But hockey doesn't quite as great as as much as the wings are beloved here. And this is a great hockey town. It's still not the same as football. It doesn't resonate in the same way with this, you know, and the cross. It's just the togetherness, the, 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 the sacrifice that's involved in football. Look, all sports involve that. But there's something about this game that that means something to, to our country for better and for worse. And and when you have a team in a, an old city like this, when the team's been around a long time, where they really really care, it it, it matters. And you know, people say, "Does it matter more?" Than it should. No, no. We've we've had sports since we've been uh, plowing and had agriculture and had society together. I mean, we've had sports since civilization. <laughs> yeah. So so don't. It, of course, it matters. Yeah. It's it's what, It's one of the reasons we can have civilization. If we didn't have sports, we'd. Who knows what we'd be doing? So anyway, yeah. Not that the lions are saving civilization tonight, but they might be saving this. Might be saving the state. I don't know. I mean, and, save our jobs. Yeah. Keep reading. dot All right. All right. We're we're getting too deep into it. We're gonna we're gonna rejoin each other. What, what do you want? Re- recommence. Whatever. Yeah. You Reconvene. Pick. Reconvene. Sure. I, I, I'm getting a little loopy here. In a few days, and we'll talk about the next. Uh, God, they have a second home playoff game. In as
0: many weeks. Oh, by the way, one of the fun things was when they were showing the Packers and the Cowboys game on the big screen, people were cheering the Packers so hard. I heard heard one person on the PR team saying, man, it's hard to hear them cheer the Packers. But they had to because this meant that they were going to have a home game because they were the, the Cowboys are number two seed Lions are number three. So now they get a second home game if they if they would beat the
1: Rams, which they did. So. Amazing! I amazing. mean, amazing. Like, yeah. Two home games. No more 32-year wait. Last night, hey, before today it yeah. was 32 years. Now, all of a sudden, it's six days. Yeah. Or seven days or five days. Who knows? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, it's it's <laughs> time to wrap this up. All right. for Carlos Menards. I'm Sean Windsor. We are uh, Free Press Sports with Carlos and Sean. That's where Carlos and Sean come from. But uh, until, I don't know. Well, you, you pick the day. You're the boss. Wednesday, yeah. Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, somewhere in there. Yeah, like in the Godfather, Monday, Tuesday, Friday, yeah, Thursday, who knows? Until then, thanks for joining us and uh, listening and watching as always. And we will uh, talk to you all in a few days.